Well, thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when even the experts sound convincing and yet disagree, how do we cut through the noise, and how do we sift through all of the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives. Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff? Yes. Como estas? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Ian. Good, good. Hey, good response. Yeah, thank you. You're... You, Yep. You fall into that category. I have a bunch of friends who it seems like no matter how much language they're exposed to, their vocabulary stays at like four words. My, I, I, I think I have like a disability. Like I cannot, <laughs> I can't pick up other languages. I can't read other languages. I can't do. And then I go somewhere with you or with Heidi and like you guys are like trilingual. Heidi's trilingual. <laughs> Heidi is, yeah. And I'm just like, ah, so I just take you guys with me. <laughs> it solves all those problems. And I just pretendo. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. Well, uh, here's here's today's question. Uh, it's really almost more of a, an attitude that continues to strike across all aspects of culture. Um, on Mondays, we critique our football teams. We mm-hmm. critique movies. Uh, we would have said something better than the person that said something on social media. Uh, we critique everything that comes out of the quote-unquote other side's mouths, uh, no matter what it seems to be. Uh, we critique those that like things that we don't. Uh, we tell people that they don't know what pizza is just because they've never had it at their favorite pizza place. Um, we talk about that singer being pitchy. We talk about how that person dresses weird or that's a terrible driver. Gosh, it just seems like our culture worships criticism. Mm-hmm. How do we snap out of it? And you better give a good answer. I'm going to blog about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we can snap out of it as a culture. I, I think... Uh, um, I think sometimes we take these big cultural problems and we come up with these unrealistic uh, uh, answers. Like if everybody just, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's that's never going to happen. Right. Uh, so I think the question is uh, me, you know, and, and how do I uh, snap out of it? And how do I uh, live a life that is that is a uh, positive in these things. So I think that I think the scripture would say uh, a couple things. One, I think the Bible would say uh, the heart is the out of the out of the heart flows our words, right? So the heart is the wellspring of life. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Bible says. And so when I am speaking critically, I'm speaking cynically. When that is my tone, when everything is snarky and sarcastic, and uh, Jesus would immediately direct us to kind of like look into your heart, right? So your mouth is one of the clearest indicators of your heart and what you're saying and the jokes you're making and the tone you're taking is all about the heart position, right? And so I think we have to start there. And so I think looking and and saying, God, whatever is driving this criticism, whatever is driving this combativeness, uh, the spiritual element of that, would you would you speak into that? Would you address? Would you correct? Would you encourage? Um, I think that, that's a part of it. So sometimes when, I, when we talk about words or we talk about the tongue is what the Bible would call it, uh, we think that that's an issue of self-control. Hmm. 
And it's not. It's an issue of God's definition within us because out of the, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that's the one thing. The other part of that then is this, that the heart and the brain are very deeply connected to each sure, other, right? Absolutely. And so the other, the other part of this that the scripture I think would clearly speak about is our thought process. And what the Bible would say uh, is things like this, like whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is good, whatever is admirable, and the, and the list kind of goes on. Think about such things. And so when I um, feel cynical or feel critical, it's usually because I've been filling my brain with cynical and critical things. Sure. Right? So I'm the, I'm the most cynical about politics when I listen to the right podcast or uh, the right talk radio. Uh, I'm the most critical of Baker Mayfield when I listen to his critic critique him. Sure, yeah. You know, and uh, I know there's times, I do this quite often, like if I'm driving home and I've had a long day, like I'm actually, I have satellite radio in my truck and, and I like podcasts too. Fancy, um, man. Yeah, fancy. You know, because <laughs> who can get satellite radio or a podcast without being super fancy? <laughs> Those things are so unavailable to all of us. Um, but I, as I'm going home, if I've had a long day, I, I will literally really think about what I listen to mm-hmm. uh, because I want to change my, my mind and that affects my heart and, and go from there. So I think those are the two things that the Bible would say, like... Your words reveal your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, your heart is affected by your mind. So look at the heart, control the thoughts, and it changes the outlook on things. That's uh, really helpful, um, especially as we try. My guess is many of us listening, we try not to be cynical or we try not to be critical, but my guess is a huge number of us listening sometimes fail at that drastically. Mm-hmm. So how do we then go at the heart? Like if, if, if the mouth is just an overflow of where the heart is, and I know that there's um, kind of the platitudes, if you will, we'll fill it with Christ, you yeah, know, but yeah, like yeah. how? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually would press pause on that for a second. I'm not sure most of us do okay, want yeah. to be positive and encouraging. Okay, there you go. Good challenge. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, for me, cynicism and sarcasm is a sport. Sure. So uh, it's it's fun. You know, how many times have I picked on you in the last four minutes? <laughs> you know? It's up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, and I think that's part of why this question came up. Like, this is in us, like, in our culture, and even in, our, I think of myself, I'm terrible about this. If you misspeak or mess up, I'm going to be on you in a heartbeat now I'm gonna call it being funny or teasing, um, but it's just a lighter version of being mean. Sure, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so counseling helps, Joe. But, <laughs> but the the so I first of all I'm not sure that's that's always our intention. And there's a side of that like being fun and teasing. It you know it, within the proper relationship that's all fine and good. I don't want to guilt trip everybody, but. I'm not sure I wake up every day thinking, um, how can I bring encouragement and Christ-likeness to my personal relationships? I think I would liken it to, I'll just be transparent here, if you asked me what I want, if I was trying to set a trajectory for my life, I would tell you I would like to eat healthy and make 
good choices with the food that I eat. And then I want Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Yeah. Like I, I do want this, but my default momentary wants always seem to trump my long-term wants. So I think if there was any correctness, and maybe not, I'm wrong often, to most of our listeners want to do that, it might be that platitude. Yeah. I would love to be less cynical. I would love to be less critical. Those stupid browns, <laughs> you know, yeah. that we slip right back into it as fast as anything. I, I think that I think I agree with you there, and and I think we, we I think we do this in a lot of ways in our in the Christian life. I think we romanticize hmm. what that would be like. Sure. And in that in that romantic moment, you know, like you use this illustration of your health. It's like, yeah, I I roman- I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna eat clean. And I'm going to go work out. And I'm like, and then the morning comes, you're like, oh, I'll get the biscuit, you know, and sit and sit for the rest of the day. So um, I think for most of us, we romanticize it because somebody has told us that that hurts, like your tone hurts, your criticism hurts. Uh, we have a friend or a loved one who is uh, in some kind of a deficit. They're hurting and we romanticize what we might say to them or not say to them. Uh, actually doing it, I'm like, eh. I, I mean, uh, most of us don't, you know. And and so we we tend we tend to think if I'm not a naturally positive person, then I am what I am. Hmm. And that those guys are just naturally positive, and I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think it, it, it starts there a little bit, you know? So like, how do I, how do I do this? I'm like, I think you have to take it to prayer. I think it's like any other sin that the heart, the tongue is tamed by God. And because it's the, it comes from the heart. So my heart has to be changed. My longings, my desires, uh, have to be changed, not just romanticized about, but I actually have to do do that spiritual work of allowing God into those places. Um, then I think what happens is you get practical with it. Like if you were going to change your eating habits, you would get practical with that. You would be like, um, I, I would put in some self-discipline. No matter what, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to Earth Fair or, or Mustard Seed, and I'm going to buy food for lunch for this week so that I can eat that. So, mm-hmm. like, you see what I'm saying? Yep. You would put skin to it. So almost any spiritual habit that or, or change that we're trying to make requires effort like that, right? Um, if my wife looked at me, and she has, and said, could you please soften your tone? Well, I have to like get real aware of that and like maybe think through what I'm going to say before I say it because I'm trying to love her that way. So I think that's like take thought captive stuff. I think that's prayer stuff. Yeah. I think that's looking and saying, um, uh, what are the Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs of encouragement that I'm going to speak into people's lives? What what can I say to someone? on purpose, text, email, whatever, that would encourage them. You have to be deliberate in it, or you just slip back into it. I was thinking, uh, well, first of all, I think I'm realizing I have an addiction, because when you said, no matter what, I'm not going to eat a Chick-fil-A, I actually was like, well, I mean, so, (laughs) (laughs) no, Chick-fil-A, okay, Uh, (laughs) but um, 
do you have to give permission to some people maybe to call you out? Sure. Like, um, yeah, like what, what would that look like? How do you proactively invite people into that process? Uh, I think you invite them into that process. So, I, so like you're, you're looking at people who are going to hear your words or around you every day and, um, and say, when, when you hear me being harsh or you hear me being cynical, um, I want you to call me out on that. It, it's a, uh, you relate to this, Joe, and most of our listeners wouldn't necessarily know this, but it's the, it is our preaching process at Grace Church. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, if you're going to preach at Grace Church, you're going to get critiqued uh, five times. Uh, once by everybody before you speak, and then you're going to do a draft run, and you're going to get critiqued again. And then after Saturday service, after Saturday service, after first service Saturday, actually six times, and then you get critiqued by everybody again on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And and you're all you're doing is giving a permission, like, tell me about the tone and, and like I would have like critiques of you, Joe, you did this and that mm-hmm. and you're like, ah, oh, I'm trying to break that habit. Yep. You would have critiques of me. Uh, we would go through every word and illustration, but you literally are just inviting that. Absolutely. Right. So in a situation like this, it's gotta be somebody I think who's walking through life with you. Yep. Um, I don't think it's an accountability question. Like, did you say anything mean? Like, uh, no, Uh, You know, it's like it it has to be caught in the moment. I think we're blind to this stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, you you look at some people around you. You say, this is bugging me. I'm working on it spiritually. Would you smack me in the back of the head kind of a thing every time I sound snarky about something? And then don't get mad when you get hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we have to, in that relationship, you somehow have to continue to remind each other this isn't about personal attack. This is about... Um, you are desiring to become a more Christ-like person. That's right. And so when I say, hey, Jeff, that one might have went over the edge a little bit, um, we have to continue to remind each other, like, Jeff, I'm not telling you that because, Jeff, you're terrible at being a human being. I'm telling you that because, hey, we talked, you're trying to get better at this, and that one was a place that we needed to tweak. Okay, yeah, right. Like, And so that the attitude that we go about it, the way in which we talk to each other about it, has to continue to be in that healthy vein of relationship um, as well. Um, so let's see here. How how do we kind of keep this in front of us? Um, because I think that this one is pervasive a little bit. Um, if we're not, I think it'd be very easy to listen to this podcast and have one of those platitude moments. Yep, I don't want to be as critical as I usually am. And then tomorrow morning or next week, we're kind of right back to where we started. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for us on how to like remind ourselves or try to create a some type of a habit to get it going? I what, I know when I'm working on a, a spiritual habit or even like a dietary habit or whatever, what I will do is I will do something to keep to remind me that that habit was will be in front of me. So years ago. Um, when I first got in ministry, I felt like I was a very critical, very not funny, teasy, but like mean mm. person, harsh person. And uh, I wanted to break that habit. So what I did it was I got out, this is so weird, but I got out my old high school class ring and started to wear it. Hmm. And I'm like, I sound like a, 
high school jerk uh, that is being mean to nerds. And that ring is big enough that it will clunk or bother me or whatever. And and it was just this constant reminder. Hmm. Uh, When I'm trying to uh, lose weight or eat clean, uh, I'll get out a... um, uh, a dry erase marker, and I'll put 21 marks on my bathroom mirror. Tries Heidi crazy, and I'll I, every night. My reward is I get to erase that mark. But it, all I'm doing, I'm creating a discipline, and yep. and and whether it's being critical with your words, or it's pornography, or it's generosity, or whatever spiritual discipline it is, I I I I'm looking. I'm saying this is a high priority for me. This is not something, you know, Jesus isn't, if you pray about Chick-fil-A, Jesus isn't going to come and take your craving for Chick-fil-A away from you. Yep. But he is going to empower you. And you, I like to say you join God, right? And, and when I'm trying to create a habit, I'm doing that. I have to do it very deliberately. If you're trying to save money, uh, for something, you have to deliberately save money. It just doesn't appear because you decided to do it. And so I'll I'll put something in front of the speedometer of my truck or I'll wear some clunky ring or uh, when I'm really trying to pray for my three, we'll wear the Grace Church bracelets. And it's that kind of stuff, and I, and I think it helps with it a lot. Yeah. I think um, as you were saying that, my mind started going down the rabbit hole of the positives too. For instance, you mentioned sports radio earlier. Uh, that one actually got me a lot uh, up until about two years ago. Nah. I'd walk into appointments honestly fired up about something that some guy said. I'd either be mad at the sports team or I'd be mad at the the guy on the radio for trying to get me mad. Yeah. It's like one way or another it's working. And um, I don't know if it was just I wasn't in the car during quarantine at the beginning of COVID or what, but like I was starting to subconsciously – take that habit away. And, um, I started to listen to it a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to hear after, uh, we won against uh, Minnesota, the Browns beat Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to hear kind of like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And they were still mean and snarky and critical. And instead of what I used to do, which is just keep listening, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And turn it to something else. And that habit was awesome. And so it's the positive things too, of, you know, put a post-it above your card, dial, you know, or something. It's just like, don't do the thing you normally do. Um, but that's really helpful. Yeah. And, and that's where I think the thought captive and think about what is pure, admirable, noble. I found myself doing that with a political, uh, podcast and radio. I had to turn it off. I mean, it's so poisonous. It's so, uh, unedifying, fruitless, I already know my positions. I already know my opinions. It's not like something new has happened that I'm investigating. And it really changed my mood. I'm like, it's fascinating. When I look at the world through the reality of my own life, it's not nearly as bad as they say it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I think that's the stuff that's important. And so I think you fill your mind with joy uh, your heart becomes joyful and you speak joy, encouragement, et cetera, et cetera. Even humor, you know, um, on my satellite radio that, you know, I have cause I'm a <laughs> mogul. Um, there's a, there's a clean stand up comedy channel on that called laugh USA. I listen to that sometimes. I'm like, I just need to change my mood Yep. and something light and funny 
I'm 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 a kind of a difficult laugh. Like it takes a lot to get me to actually laugh at that at somebody. And but when that happens on there, like it, I walk into the house a totally different person. I I literally think of strategies like that, mm-hmm. and and it's we're talking about being critical. I would just say being Christ-like and the the practical applications of bringing something foreign mm-hmm. into our life or changing a habit. That's good. That's really good. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this. If, if there's a question that you'd like to submit, maybe there's a follow-up to this, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Uh, we'd love to get to that as soon as we can and continue to dig into topics just like this. Um, if there's anything that we can help you to do, maybe you want one of those reminders or you need some resources on this, let us know. We'd love to help you out. And if you want more of what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast. If you're in the area and you're looking for a church family. We'd love for you to join us in person on the weekend, or if you're out of town and kind of exploring things, you can always join us online too. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.